Yeah, God's good to us. Turn to your neighbor and say, Merry Christmas. Now we can legitimately say that, Pastor Trent, so uh, I give you permission. Um, very, very good to have all of you with us in the house today uh, on a very special day, Christmas Eve. Of course, tomorrow being Christmas Day, we recognize so many things about that for our lives, who we are, what we believe, where we, where we stand where our hope is and our joy. Now, the only thing going through my mind right now is I hope that isn't an emergency. <laughs> like, what just happened? Uh, it's Christmas time, and we are celebrating a Christmas at Triumph. The last uh, several weeks, we have included movie clips from popular Christmas movies through the years. Uh, today I'm going to continue that celebration. I'm not using the movie clip today. I wanted to make as much time as I could for um, our candlelight moment here in just a few moments. Um, I personally, though, have uh, really enjoyed this particular Christmas series. We've had, um, we've had a lot of fun, and uh, Pastor Trent brought a tremendous word last weekend, and Today, though, being Christmas Eve, I want to draw your attention to the very powerful introduction to the Gospel of John. In John chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not overcome it. The message of Christmas. And I know that, that John in his gospel begins the story of Jesus in a very unique way. He doesn't begin with the genealogy of Christ. He doesn't begin with the angels coming and and, and speaking to Joseph, Mary, or the shepherds, he doesn't choose to begin his gospel with the nativity scene. But what he does do is he begins his gospel with this understanding that Christ came into a very dark world. And that in coming to that dark world, he himself became the light. Matter of fact, the Christmas message is a message of light. It's a message of light to a world lost in spiritual darkness. Matter of fact, I would like to say that the whole Christmas story is entangled with, with something that is somewhat negative. It is entangled with the fall of mankind, that fall into sin, and then that dire need for a Savior to come. I mean, if you think about it, the spiritual darkness that was created by the fall of man pushed the world back into the original state of chaotic darkness that was present before creation. Genesis chapter 1 reveals this to us. Verse number 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty 
Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. See, with God hovering over the waters, His presence very real and active, we discover that the first act of creation was the creation of light. I want you to notice that before this light came, the earth was formless. The earth was empty. And there was darkness over the surface of the deep. This was a chaotic darkness. It was empty. It was void. It was without hope, without form, without structure. But then there came light. And after that light came, there was order. And there was structure. And there was beauty. It is no wonder that John ties the beginning of his gospel with this very same understanding that that Jesus Christ, that this God to whom we serve and this one that would come to bring light was involved intricately with the creation. And now, coming as a child in a manger, he would grow to become a man. And as a man, he would walk this earth in ministry, proving that he indeed was that light that came to cast away this chaotic darkness. That people whose lives were without, were without form and without structure, people whose lives were filled with hopeless darkness, that this child that would be born on what we celebrate, Christmas Day, would come to cast away that light, one, cast into that darkness, that light, one more time. That once again, the presence, the tangible, active presence of God would walk among mankind. And while hovering, he became the light. And in becoming the light, he becomes the new creation. So that we can become the new creation. See, chaotic darkness is a bad deal. It's the kind of darkness that sends a hopeless chill down your spine. Has anybody in this room ever been in the kind of darkness that sent a chill down your spine? I got about five of you that will admit it. I've been in, I've been in the kind of darkness where you wonder what was about to get you. Remember years ago, traveling, I, I began my ministry as an evangelist and what that meant for us in, in our former denomination is that we would go from church to church and preach revival meetings. And some of them were protracted revival meetings. A revival meeting was multiple services where everyone was expected to come or you were going to go to hell. And so we would have church five, six, six nights a week. I remember early on in that, in that experience, I... I, I went to preach for my cousin who pastored in Newton, Texas, which was really close to Bonworth, Texas. And some of you will recognize all of that. I was single. I was young. I now discover as well that I was flashlightless. And, I, and, I, and I'm really, I've, I've really through the years tried to figure that one out. Like, why didn't, these were a bunch of hunters. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these were like woods people. And no one thought to get me a flashlight. And I couldn't afford one myself, you know, getting paid about 20 bucks a week. 
to preach seven services. Churches in, in East Texas especially, this I was in Newton, Texas, deep East Texas, piney woods, very thick forest. This church was set, just like they cut some timber out and just set this church in the middle of all of these pine trees right along a creek bed. It's getting worse. And there was in this church a fellowship hall and Sunday school classrooms, and they converted one of those Sunday school classes into what they called the evangelist quarters. It was basically a cheap hotel room. And they put their evangelist quarters in this fellowship hall that was, that was rather away from the doors to even get to it. And that's where I would sleep at night. In order to get to the evangelist quarters, there were two ways to get in. You could go in through the front doors of the church, but then you would have to negotiate the dark auditorium and then the dark fellowship hall to get to the evangelist quarters. So there was another door on the back side of the church that led right into that fellowship hall. And, and they said, well, you just pull around the back, not on the creek side. Pull around the back side of the church back there and... and and you can go in that door right there, and you're just a few steps away from the door to the evangelist quarters. And, and, and it, it was not a good setup at all. When I would pull around the backside of the church, you were, we were just out of town in Newton, Texas, where they roll up the sidewalks at 5.30 in the afternoon. And, and there's no lights. There's no street light. There, there's not even a light on the church property that was on. You would get around in the back. It had what used to be a porch light, but there was no light in the porch light. And I don't know why no one thought about that. Uh, so I don't have a flashlight. I don't have a, a porch light. We're in the middle of the woods, in the thicket, on the creek, with, with screeching animals out there about to devour you. And, and all of the young people in the room are saying, well, why, don't, why didn't you just use the light on your cell phone? <laughs> well, there were no cell phones. There were no smartphones. And, and, so, and so I'm lightless, right? I'm lightless. I will never forget sitting in the car. I would pull around there. I would sit in the car for a moment and turn on the dome light by turning a knob in my... 1978 Chevrolet Nova, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking at the keys, and I'm thinking, back door to the church, evangelist quarters. And I had, to, I had to distinguish between the two, because when I got in the church, the light switch for the fellowship hall was on the other side of the room. And so when I feel my way along the wall... First door was a Sunday school classroom. Second door was a Sunday school classroom. Third door, evangelist quarters. And then one more time, I would fumble with the key, trying to get the key in there. And the whole time, because I hadn't been in, I hadn't like been in dark churches enough yet to not be afraid of them. You know what I'm talking about. You know, I still have people tell me all the time, they say, man, I know how you, how do you come in the church and it's just dark? And you get used to the, the, the spooks and the boogers after a while, but... But, you know, I was still just a little creeped out about the whole thing, right? And it's dark. And I'm lost. 
And, 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 and I will never forget the, the kind of feeling that would come over me then. I don't know if I have ever experienced that kind of darkness like that again. I mean, I stumbled through that. Matter of fact, I think this is probably why it impressed me so much. I, I stumbled through that darkness for three months. Like I said, I'm still wondering why I didn't get a flashlight. I stumbled through that darkness. And there are times in my life where I, where I reflect back on that moment. Think to myself how I felt. And then we, we find this story of, of mankind that, that the entirety of mankind was stumbling in that kind of darkness. Where's the door? I mean, how do, how do we even negotiate this? How do we navigate the terrain? How do we, how do we figure all of this out? See, this is the story of Christmas when you read it from the back side, that, that Christ came to be the light. Remember, not only that, he came to be the door. He said, I am the door of the sheep. That, that everything about this idea of Christ coming to be the light gives us hope today. I mean, even as I speak, I recognize that there are places in my own life that I still stumble in the darkness of uncertainty. I mean, what do you do with all of that? Well, tomorrow we celebrate Christmas. And as we celebrate Christmas, we remember that no matter how dark the circumstance may appear, the Word of God declares the light of Jesus does not overcome the darkness. The light of Jesus is not overcome by the darkness. That the light of Jesus Christ is so powerful that no matter how dark the dark is, the light still shines. Matter of fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 12, 46. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. That the simple fact that we believe in him should bring enough hope that no matter what the prognosis is, no matter what the letter said, no matter what was done to us or against us, that those who believe in Him should not stay in darkness. God's plan is to bring every one of us out of that darkness through Christ. He said it this way in John chapter 8, when Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so that brings into serious question today the darknesses that we embrace in our life, the anxieties, the worries, the fears, the unknowns. And it begs a question from us that how in the world do we bring that light of Christ into our life? We do it by faith. That, that somewhere, somewhere, somehow in our lives that we, have, that we have elevated our faith to the point where we can say, no matter what it sounds like, I have a God who has all light. And no matter how bad it looks, I have a Savior who came 
to pull me away from that darkness so that the darkness doesn't overcome me. I think every one of us in this room have lived in circumstances where we felt like the darkness had overcome us. I've said this and I, and, and I, and I speak it even in faith right now to believe that, that there, is, there is no darkness that can overcome his light. And because he is the light, he is also the life. Our belief in Him gives us the light of life. No longer hopeless. No longer alone. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. In closing today, before we light the candles, I I really want to draw our attention to to one more conclusion. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus makes a staggering, seemingly contradictory statement when you view the statement in, in the light of everything that I've said about Him being the light. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus said, this is very interesting, you are the light of the world town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Hmm. The contradiction here to me is that Jesus has has been declared as the light. Jesus has said, I am the light of the world. But in this instance, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And I think, how, how can he be the light of the world and we be the light of the world in, in the same breath? When you understand the gospel and the transformative nature of that, of that powerful event in our life of salvation and belief in Christ... You understand that we are the light because He is the light in us. That that you and I have this opportunity that not just on Christmas Day, not just tomorrow celebrating this this tremendous event of Christ coming into the world. It's not just a one day deal. It's an everyday deal. See, when we receive His light, we become responsible to show His light. We are the bearers of His light as a witness to the the transforming nature of the kingdom of God working in this earth. See, as we stand in just a moment to light candles, I want us to not only reflect on the light of Christ to us, I want us to reflect on His light that is showing through us there's the light to us and there's the light through us and tomorrow as we as we celebrate this this tremendous event of Christ's coming let us not forget that we are bearers of that light in a dark and chaotic world and that you and I have the opportunity to share 
the gospel with people, the good news, that we have the opportunity to speak into others who, have, who, who are clearly walking in chaotic darkness, who don't know what January holds, much less February, March, or April, or May, or June. They don't, they don't know exactly how they're going to work everything out. And maybe, maybe you don't either, but, but in today's moment, our belief in Him, we declare that, that, that there's light, that we're not fumbling around trying to find the door, that we know who the door is. The door is Christ. We know where to find the key. The key is in His Word. That, that we know where the light comes from. The light doesn't come from our circumstance. It doesn't come from our bank account. It doesn't come from what the ledgers say. It doesn't come from the doctor's report. Our light doesn't come from an employer. Our light doesn't come from people. Although I am very thankful for people, our light doesn't come from people. It's the light to us, showing through us. But the light is Christ. The light is the fact that Jesus Christ came into this world to bring back the light in creation. That when man fell in that garden, the light was cut off. But Christ has come one more time saying, let there be light. And there was light. I wonder today if I could just speak a word into our hearts as we, as we reflect, we look, we, we see the, the light shining from our candles as a symbol of the light of Christ that is shining to us and is shining through us. That I wonder if there are circumstances in your life even right now that you need to hear that soothing voice from God that says, let there be light. Don't walk in darkness anymore. Don't, don't walk in anxiety or fear or trouble or worry. Don't, don't, don't walk with that overshadowing you as darkness. The light has come. The light has come. And the darkness has not overcome it. The light has come. And that in that circumstance in your life, that today you can raise the level of your confident belief system that you can raise the level of your faith to say, you know what, I just believe, I just believe he has this. I just believe he does. I just believe that somehow or another, the God that I serve is going to work this out. And I, I don't know how, I don't know how, but I, but I know he can. And I don't know when, but I know he will. And I don't know what his plan is, but I know he's got one. And his word says over me, the light shining in my life says that the plan God has for me is a good plan. A plan not to harm me, but a plan to prosper me and give me hope. That this, that this is the standing promise that I have because of the light that has come into this world. That I do not have to walk in chaotic darkness. But I can stand firm and just hear that gentle voice of the hovering presence of God in my life saying, let there be light. Let there be light in that circumstance. You've lost enough sleep over it. Let there be life. 
You've spent too much time on it. Let there be light. And that light that's coming is going to drive away that chaotic darkness. And something good is going to happen for you. Something good is on its way. Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way. Would you stand with me today? It's very easy to just pass this by as a ritual or a tradition. This is what I want to ask you to do today, and and, and I'm, I'm going to light my candle, right? We're going to ask the... We're going to ask the ushers to light one row of candle on each end of this side. And then I want you to pass your light to the next person. And as you pass your light to the next person, say in your heart or maybe even to them, behold the light of God. Behold the light of God. And as we do that, that reflects in our heart not only the fact that the light is shining to me, But I have the opportunity for the light to shine through me to the person standing next to me in my life. All right? Do y'all see that? They're going to sing and we're going to start lighting the candles and we're going to rejoice today as we reflect on the light of Christ. Behold the light of God.